So welcome to Infused Church. For those of you who don't know me, obviously my name's Gary, lovely wife Jane. We pastor the church, got a great team of people around about us, so I want to welcome you to this morning's service. And I'm going to launch now, okay, so just press the red button, we're launching. I can't tell you how many times I've had someone say to me, whatever, okay, so has anyone else have that, it's like, whatever, You've spoken to your kids, or whatever, Dad, you know, or whatever, Mum. It's uh, it's a a word that you know. If you if you're not experienced that word, what it really means is it's it's a case of mind over matter. It means I don't mind, and you don't matter. Uh, That's what people are really saying when they say that statement. It's it's almost like you you can hear in the back of your head Arnold Schwarzenegger saying, "Talk to the hand." You know, it's it's that whole sort of emphasis uh, about how that word comes out. But I want to tell you that whatever is also a powerful word. It has so much meaning. It means anything, no matter what, to any amount or to any extent. And I believe that the Holy Spirit has given us the ability to handle whatever might come our way. I believe the Holy Spirit is calling believers to go to the one place from which we can respond to whatever comes our way. That one place I want to tell us today is the very presence of God. If we'll listen and obey the Holy Spirit, He will draw us to the one place from which we will be able to handle anything that comes our way. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2 says, Be persistent. And devoted to prayer, being alert and focused in your prayer life with an attitude of thanksgiving. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you've given me the ability to speak this message. I pray, Holy Spirit, that as I speak this word, that you would plant the word of God into the hearts of your people today. And that they would feast upon your word. It would be something that puts... Uh, meat on their bones. It would be something that draws them to your presence. There's something that's attractive about your presence that speaks to us. And we have this ability to persist in going there. We have an ability to be devoted to this place. It's an ability to be alert to what's going on and focused, but with uh, an attitude of thanksgiving. So Father, I pray that you take this message and use it for your glory and honor in Jesus' wonderful name. I, I... personally believe that God has been on my case about really ramping up our prayer life as believers, but corporately as well. It's one of the reasons that I had the uh, uh, prayer calendar, the massive prayer calendar commissioned uh, out in the foyer there. There's certain things that we're going to be praying for throughout this year, and you'll see that those those things are uh, up on that prayer calendar. And I'm asking us that each of us would consider, hey, I'm going to cover that day this month to pray for those things to see them come about in in uh, in what God wants to, us to do. I'm praying for our, our youth camp that we got coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm praying for the teachers and the students as they head back to school in their first term. Some kids are going to high school for the first time. Some kids are going to, to kindy for the first time. Some people, the, the teachers need our prayers. Trust me, they need our prayers. I don't know about you, but I know what it was like to go to school. I was one of the kids you should have been praying about. I was one on the back row of the classroom. And I was on the back two legs of the chair, leaning against the back wall. I was the one with the 
the biro pen with a nib taken out with a spit. No, I won't go there. <laughs> but that's why we got this, this prayer. But I want us to go to a deeper encounter with God as well. That's our heart. That's our desire as people of God. We want an encounter with God that just cuts us to the core. It draws us from the core of our being into his presence. That's why that's out there. Could you put your name on that for a particular day? Let's get the whole of February covered so that we know that every single day someone's praying for our young people, someone's praying for the teachers, and someone's praying for you to have an encounter with God that goes deep into your life. Amen? So this is what it says in in the Word of God. Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 to 9. Jesus said, he says, and when you pray. He says in verse 6, but when you pray. Then in verse 7, he says, and when you pray. He goes on to say, this is then is how you should pray. Father in heaven, hallowed be your... And he goes on and he gives us a, uh, an almost like a recipe, a formula, if you like, for prayer. You see, when we pray, it's not if we pray, it's when we pray. God wants us to pray with him. He wants us to spend time with him, to share our hearts with him, to share his heart with us so that we get exposed to how his character is, his divine nature is, so that we understand the things and how God is is put together. Proverbs 15 verse 8 says that God delights in the prayers of the upright. He delights in our prayers. God hears our prayers. In, in the Old Testament, you see in the book of Exodus where uh, <clears throat> the Israelites, they're in bondage, they're in slavery to the Egyptians at the time and they're crying out to God. And then in chapter 2, verses 24 to 25, he says, So God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. God saw the sons of Israel and God took notice of them <clears throat> and was concerned about them. Knowing all, understanding all, and remembering all. Now, for those of you uh, maybe just coming along today, maybe for the first time, what I'm reading from is the Amplified Bible. And when you see those uh, brackets and stuff like that, that's actually in the Amplified Bible. Quite often it's a commentary on the text that's that's there, but it just helps us to understand it just a little bit more and helps to unfold the Word of God for us so that we can understand it a little bit better. So God's saying here that I took notice of them, I was concerned about my people, about them. I was knowing all, understanding all, and remembering all. Whatever we are going through, whatever you are going through today, God hears our prayers. He hears our cries for help and He support and, and, and support. And he, his, uh, our tears may be of loneliness, uh, our shouts of dismay, whatever it is, God hears it. He notices what's happening to us. In fact, it, the Bible says here that He's concerned about what's happening to us. Not because he can't deal with it, but perhaps because we've believed that he's left us alone, that we are without help, we're out without support, and we're out without the love that we need. God is concerned about this. So he wants to get a message through to us. I'm here for you. I'm for you. I'm not against you. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. This is what God wants us to understand. God knows all that's happening. He understands all that's happening. And he, uh, he remembered his covenant with, uh, with us through Christ Jesus, his son. Life is tough. Life is tough. 
But we don't have to do it alone. We don't have to do it alone. We can follow Jesus and endure whatever may come our way. We can make it through no matter what comes our way in life. It says in Matthew chapter 10, verse 38, it says, And he, does, uh, not take, he, he who does not take his cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me, believing in me, continue, conforming to my example in living, and if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me is not worthy of me. You know, I've been a Christian for over 40 years. And I've never heard that verse expressed in the way that it's been expressed in the Amplified Bible ever before. I've, I've, you, you often hear, who take up your cross and follow me. And, you know, but when someone digs down into this, when someone opens this up a little bit for us, we get so much of a greater depth of understanding of what this whole Christian life, being a believer, is all about. Everyone has a cross to bear. A willingness to endure whatever may come our way and follow Jesus. Believing in him, living like him, and if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of our faith in him. It says that if we're not willing, then we're not worthy. Well, some of you might say today, well, what does that mean? It simply means this. We might be a believer, but we might not be a disciple. We can believe all that the Bible says about stuff, but unless we're walking out our faith in Christ Jesus and it changes the way that we live, then we're not a, a disciple, we're just simply a believer. And I know that the Bible calls us to be disciples. Now, I'm sorry if this is a, a confronting, hard word for us to hear, but sometimes we need to be just a, like, just tapped in the arm a little bit sometimes. We just need to be encouraged that, that you know, there's more to this Christian life than perhaps what we're living today. Is that okay? I do this in love. I, I care about you all enough to tell us that God wants us not just to believe, but to step out what he says, to be led by the Holy Spirit, to have his word activated in our lives, to, to, to be connected with the people around about us, to do the things that he's asking us to do, not because we have the power to do it in ourselves, but because he will give us the power to do that. Amen? Okay. See, Jesus questioned drinking from the cup of God's wrath in the Garden of Gethsemane. You know what? The Father never took that, uh, that cup from Jesus. It was a tough call to make. Jesus carried his cross and he was willing to endure whatever may come, even going to the cross and dying for us. He would carry his cross. He could carry it because Jesus had regularly spent time in the one place from where he was able to handle anything that came his way, even the cross. Jesus was persistent. He was devoted. He was alert and he was focused and thankful for all that God had done with him. So let's look at this passage today. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, because I think there's some keys here that we can take and apply to our lives in our being able to handle whatever may come our way, to endure, to make it through. Be persistent, it says, and devoted to prayer, being alert and focused in your prayer life with an attitude of thanksgiving. See, if we are being called to the one place, 
from which we can respond to whatever may come our way, that we can follow Jesus, believing in him, following him, conforming to his example in living. And if need be, then we can go through and endure the suffering and maybe the, the perhaps dying for our faith because we found him in that one place and we will never walk through this alone. God is with us and will empower us in life. So here's five keys, five quick keys to get through to, to being ready for whatever. Number one, are you ready? Good. Three people. So number one, be persistent, push through. Be persistent, push through. Say this with me, push through. Push through. Say it, push through. Say it like you mean it. Push through. Push through. Sorry about that, Jane. See, the promise was given to Kevin Costner that if you build it, he will come. He was talking about Shoeless Joe Jackson, a great baseball player. And, and Costner's character had to build the field of dreams. There's a part of me that wonders, did Noah hear that same voice? If you build it, they will come. What are they? The animals. If you build it, Noah, they will come. See, the catch, though, for Kevin Costner and for Noah was that they had to see the dream, the voice, become a reality. That they had to build the baseball field. They had to build the ark. Both would take persistence to get the job done. They had to push through. Matthew chapter 10, verse 22. And it says this, and you'll, this is a really encouraging word. Okay, this is a fantastic word. If you're ever going through a bad time, this is a great word to, to just remind yourself of uh, as you're going through, through life. It says this, and you'll be hated by everyone. I'm feeling encouraged already. You'll be hated by everyone because of your association with my name. But it's the one who patiently persevered and endured to the end who will be saved. Can I say to you this morning, don't give up. But push through this morning. Push through this week. Push through this year. You've come through a horrific year maybe just last year. Maybe this is the, the month where just stuff's happened. Okay, it's been a horrible month for you. But push through. Don't give up. Don't give up. The pathway that we're, this pathway of life that we are on as believers is going to take persistence. You're going to have to go the distance. I, I would hate for us to, to, you know, to understand that Jesus, you know, he, he asked for God, to, his Father, to take the cup of his wrath away from him. And, and Jesus says, no, I can't do it. God, that looks too hard. Sorry, I felt those nails. They're pretty sharp. No, no, not going to be pierced with those. Sorry, walks away. Where would we be today? We wouldn't be here. Someone has to push through. Let it be us. But I want to tell you, you're not going to do it alone. God will give you the ability by His Spirit and His Word to push through. Keep praying. 
Keep praying for something. We, we're going to face opposition. We're going to face ridicule and, and persist. Five, over 5,000 people went down to the, the Walk for Life uh, rally in Adelaide yesterday. And I can guarantee that there would have been people that would have been driven past there. They would have pointed the finger and said, what a bunch of numpties. Like, uh, how, how stupid for these people to be out there doing what they're doing. You know, why, why are the, the, these people doing what they're doing? On the news channels, when it was declared, like shown on the news channel uh, about everything else like that, you know, people would have thought, well, you know, it's just it's Christians, that's what. Why not in the city of churches? We've got to persist. We've got to push through on some issues. Like We've got to push through like Abraham, not giving up on the promise of God to be the father of many nations. He unwaveringly persisted in believing God. Romans 4 verses 18 to 21 says, In hope against hope, Abraham believed that he would become a father of many nations as he'd been promised by God. In big letters it says, so numberless shall your descendants be. This was the promise that God had given to him. He goes on and says, without becoming weak in faith, he considered his own body now as good as dead for producing children as since he was about 100 years old and he considered the deadness of Sarah's womb. Just for a moment, think about this. A hundred year old man going to bed with his 99-year-old wife and believing so much in the promise of God that they do what a man and a, a, a husband and a wife do. Okay. <laughs> That's enough thinking about that, all right? But he, he didn't doubt, he didn't doubt or waver in unbelief. Concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong and empowered by faith, giving glory to God, being fully convinced God had the power to do what he had promised. Abraham didn't give up. He pushed through. He pushed through. I believe God for the promise that you've given me. Either something's worth persisting in, in, for in prayer or it isn't. Either we need the breakthrough, the healing, the provision. We need the sense of God's presence enough to go to Him in prayer to that one place or it's not. Either our families, our youth and our kids are worth praying for or Maybe we value our neighbours and our community enough to pray for them or whatever you are believing for, whatever you're believing for, whatever you are praying for, what promise have you taken hold of in God? What has the Holy Spirit asked you to do? Don't give up. Keep praying. Keep believing. Keep persisting and push through this morning. Number two. Number two, be devoted, press in. Be devoted, press in. Say, I'm going to press in today. I've got to say, you guys over this side, they smashed it. Okay, great response over here. Press, I'm going to press in today. Oh, yeah, it's it. 
you've got some work to, homework, okay? In the mirror this week when you're having a shave, ladies, that doesn't include, well, it might do, I don't know. But having a shave, in, like, I'm going to press in today. Be devoted. Press in. See, we have a devotional life and prayer gets to be a big part of that life. It's where we develop our relationship with the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Being devoted to prayer is one of the hallmarks of the early church. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says, They devoted themselves to a few things here and to prayer. And to prayer. This is something the early church was known for was prayer. They believed in the power of prayer. They'd seen prayer answered. Let our devotion to God be the reason we devote ourselves to talking with Him. It's our devotion to God. We come to God in prayer because we know that He exists and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Press in in prayer. Press in in worship. Press in in reading the Word of God. Press in, press in, press in. To God and all that He has for you. Press into your connections, the people around about you. You might say, well, I don't have any connections here. I don't feel connected this morning in this place. Well, open up your door to your house. Open up your heart to the people around about you. Go along to a connect group and get connected today. Press in. Be devoted to prayer. Committed to it as the means by which we develop and further our relationship with the Lord, press in. As we devote ourselves to prayer, we get to know God better. What greater reason is there to press in than to know God better? Number three, be alert. Be alert, perceptively aware. Be alert, perceptively aware. Aware. 1 Peter 5 verses 8 to 11 says this. Stay alert. Everyone say that. Stay alert. I love that front row. You guys are, tell you what, this front row, smashing it today. I may even pay them a a, a, a cookie, cupcake, whatever it is, cray thing for them. I I said I might do. I didn't say I was. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. This is a great scripture. I've got to tell you. You you need to read this. I'll read it to you. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering that you are. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you've suffered a little while, so after you've suffered a little while, Here's the promise. He, He, meaning God, He will restore, support and strengthen you and He will place you on a firm foundation, all power to Him forever. Amen. You know what? There's an enemy in our lives who wants us to fail and fights against us constantly. Why is it that as soon as you make a decision to make a stand for God, that all hell breaks loose against you? Because there's an enemy in your life. 
He is absolutely committed to seeing you fail. In fact, he will do anything he can to steal, kill and destroy the promises of God in your life. His sole focus in life, the enemy, is to break your focus on God. He will try to get your eyes off of God and he will use any means at his disposal to do that. But I want to tell you that when we fix our eyes on God, because we're alert to his, his ways and his, and his word and the way he whispers in our ear, because we're alert to it, we're perceptively aware, we can see us through this. We are aware of his tactics. He just does the same old, same old every time. He pushes that same button in you. He reminds you about that person that said that thing and it just, you know, it just messes with your head and you find yourself distracted. Oh, look, a squirrel. (laughs) The enemy's hell-bent on stealing and killing and destroying us but all that we believe and hold dear for as well. See, that's why we go on a walk for life, because we're alert to the enemy's plans for the unborn, because we're aware of those things in our society. When we pray, we open ourselves to a word from God that will sustain us in the battle. Who wants a word from God to sustain you in the battle? Then you've got to press in on the word of God. You've got to push through until you get that word from God. Ephesians 6.18 says, With all prayer and petition, pray with specific requests. I'll come back to that. At all times and on every occasion and in every season, in the Spirit. And with this in view, stay alert. Be perceptively aware. With all perseverance and petition, interceding in prayer for all of God's people. At times when we're praying, We become aware that our prayers have shifted, gone up a level. And it's then that the Holy Spirit is directing our prayers in a specific way. Be alert in those moments. Have a pad of paper and and a pen ready for you so that when you feel like there's something that God's saying, write it down, don't lose it. So it's, it's just the Spirit of God is just directing our prayer in a specific way. We need to just pray according to the Holy Spirit, allowing Him to lead and direct us as we pray and being perceptively aware of what He's doing, what He's saying, or what He's asking of us in that moment. It may be a specific person or a situation or a direction. Be perceptively aware. There may be something that we need to do, perhaps because we're perceptively aware. There may be someone we need to contact because we're perceptively aware in the moment. There may be a declaration that God wants us to declare over our own lives. Why? Because we're perceptively aware that the Spirit of God has just said something to us and we're more attuned to what the Spirit of God says than our own flesh or the enemy says because we've attuned, we know the Master's voice. Number four, be focused, precisely aligned. Are you sensing a flavor through this? Perhaps a P word comes to mind. Be focused, precisely, precisely aligned. Be specific. Be specific. What is it we're really asking God for in prayer? Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Don't bargain with God. Be direct. Ask for what you need. Ask for what you need. 
Jesus had two blind men cry out to him, Son of David, have mercy on us. And then Jesus in Matthew chapter 20 verse 32 responds. Jesus stops and he called to them, What do you want me to do for you? He asked. Lord, they answered, We want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them. He touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and they followed him. Jesus stopped to speak with them and asked them exactly what he wanted them to do, saying, what do you want me to do for you? And Jesus didn't answer their prayer until they had told him specifically what they, that they wanted to see. Then he had compassion and he answered their request. See, most people there that day, they knew that the blind men needed, these blind men needed from Jesus. But to have mercy on us is probably what these guys said to everybody that passed by. So Jesus wanted them to make it clear that they were asking for a miraculous healing and not money. Because it was a sign to the people around about them that God was in the house and able to do whatever he needed to do for these guys if they were specific. See, Jesus wanted them to know that. There needed to be unity between the need and the answer. They needed to be precisely aligned. Matthew 18 verses 19 to 20 says this, And again I tell you, if two of you on earth agree, harmonizing together, making a a symphony together, in other words, they're, they're precisely aligned. There's an alignment between earth and heaven, heaven and earth, about whatever, I love that word, whatever, Anything and everything that they may ask, I, it will come to pass and be done for them by my Father in heaven. For wherever two or three are gathered, drawn together as my followers, in and into my name, there I am in the midst of them. God is a God of unity, of alignment. He cannot operate when we are out of alignment with, the, with His will and His ways. Jesus knew exactly what these blind guys needed, but he asked them to be specific. There needed to be a precise alignment before the power flowed. How do we align ourselves with God? Through persistence and devotion, alertness and focus, prayer and faith, love and good deeds, Jesus and salvation. What specifically today do you need God to do for you? What specifically? Have you ever written down a prayer list? Because I believe that as we do that, when we persist, we press in, we push through, and we're, we're, we're aligned with what God wants us to do. And we're alert to, the, the, to His voice, to the anointing of the Spirit of God. We'll start to see some breakthroughs. Because then, number five, be thankful. Praising Him. Praising Him. We're praising Him. When we pray, we're asked to pray with thanksgiving. That our prayers are based in and have at their very centre a heart of thanks to God. Because I want to tell you what you've heard this morning already. It's a secret, okay? God is good. Shh. You you wouldn't want the world to find out about this because they might get saved. Shh. God is good. He loves people. Attitude of thanksgiving. Let's not keep that secret. Let's not keep that secret. Psalm verse, chapter 7, verse 7. I'm going to get a little bit excited now. If you thought that was before. Okay. Psalm 7, verse 17. 
And all of the next four scriptures are out of the Passion Translation. So you have to be excited about it. Psalm 7, verse 17. But I'll give all my thanks to you, Lord, for you make everything right in the end. I'll sing my highest praise to the God of the highest place. Psalm 9, verse 1. Lord, I'll worship you with extended hands as my whole heart explodes with praise. I'll tell everyone everywhere about your wonderful works and how your marvellous miracles exceed every expectation I ever had. Psalm 28, verse 7. You are my strength and my shield from every danger. When I fully trust in you, help is on the way. I jump for joy. And burst forth with ecstatic and passionate praise. I'll sing songs of what you mean to me. In Psalm 86 verse 12, with all my heart and passion, I will thank you, my God. I will give glory to your name always and forever. Is there anyone who wants to thank God this morning? Is there anyone who has praise in your heart for God today? The more time we spend in the presence of God, that one place, the more that we will give thanks and praise as we are made ready to face whatever might come our way. So what do you need to do today? Will you be able to handle whatever comes your way? I can tell you now that if you are willing to persist, to push through, if you are willing to be devoted, to press in, if we are alert, perceptively aware of all that goes on around us and what God's saying to us, if we are focused, we're precisely aligned in unity with what God says. And if we are thankful, praising God, then anything is possible for you today. Anything is possible for you today. So as we stand this morning, <clears throat> that was subtle. It just means if you wouldn't mind standing. Thank you. As we, we stand this morning, I, I really felt like I needed to pray for some things for people today. And I, if, if this speaks to you in any way, if this speaks to you in any fashion, if you feel like a, your heart's pounding, I would suggest that God's just speaking to you about doing, making a response, having a response this morning. See, I understand sometimes we back off, we don't persist because, you know what, I tried that, bought the t-shirt, didn't work. We give up on it too easily. I want to pray for faith to arise in your heart today where the promises of God that were given to you, that you've been praying for for years, still haven't come to pass, I'm going to pray for you for faith to arise today. Number two, to experience the love of God. To experience, to have an experience with the love of God. Where, you know, this devotion thing where we're pressing in, you know, sometimes we, we just, again, we back off because, you know, how can God love me? I do all these things wrong. I, I mess up so much. Well, join the club. I've got a, I've got a gold star in that. You know, I, I want to say to us today, I, I, want, I want to pray for people to experience, to ex not hear about it, not read about it, not have someone tell me about it, but to experience the love of God. I also want to pray for us today. For a greater awareness of the anointing of God. A greater awareness 
of the anointing of God. His whisper, the slightest movement of the Holy Spirit, the slightest inflection of His Word. It'll draw you to Him. You'll be perceptively aware of Him in your prayer time. I also want to pray for our precise alignment. I want God to give you clarity, to give you clarity about what you're really asking Him for, that you are precisely aligned with what is in your heart and what's on His. And lastly, I want to pray for an encounter with Jesus that makes it impossible for you to stop thanking and praising Him for who He is. For me, that's salvation. I can't believe what Jesus did for me. Sorry, that's probably not the right phrase or word because I do believe it. But you know what I mean. I find it hard to understand. I find it hard to accept sometimes what Jesus did for me. But I do understand it. And it causes me to praise Him. It causes me to thank Him. It causes me to say, Oh God, I'm going to lift my hands. No matter what I'm doing or what's happened this week, no matter what's happened this year, no matter where I find myself in this pathway of life today, no matter where my kids are, no matter where my dad and my mum may be, no matter what's happening in my job, no matter what's happening in my bank account, no matter what's happening in my body or in my family, I'm going to praise. I'm going to praise. I'm going to praise. I'm going to praise. If there's anyone here this morning, you'd like some prayer. I just want you to put your hand. I'm, I'm, if you would like specific prayer afterwards, then that's fine. I'm happy for you to come out the front. But if there's, I'll pray a blanket prayer today that God will meet you. God will meet you. God will meet you at your point of need. Is there anyone here that wants with his hands going up? Hands going up, plenty of time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, right now, I release faith. I release faith over your people today. I release faith over your people today. I, I release the love of God to be felt and experienced in people's lives today. I pray right now for a greater awareness of the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon your people today. In the name of Jesus, I release it. I release it over your people today. I release, Lord God, clarity, a greater clarity to be specific in the things that we ask of you in the name of Jesus. Not just what we see with our eyes, but what we know is the root cause of something that we're praying about that we can be specific in. That what we see may be a symptom, but what's the root cause? Father, greater clarity to be able to see that and ask with specific, specifically. And I pray, Father, that in all of this, it leads us to an encounter with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, with Father God Himself. From that encounter, we will never, ever stop thanking and praising You in the name of Jesus. In the name, I release those things to these people and online in the name of Jesus. Just while we're in this, this moment, 
I want to give people an opportunity to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. You may not know who he is or what he's done for you, but I want to tell you he's the son of God. He was given and and died for our sins. He paid the penalty of our sins. And if we believe in Jesus, if we put faith in the person of Jesus, knowing that he, he was crucified, he was buried and rose again on the third day, the Bible says we should be born again. If there's anyone here this morning, you just... I've heard me talk about Jesus, you've heard me talk about God, and you want the sort of experience, the sort of a relationship with God that we've been talking about today. I want you to put your hand up and, and respond in some way. If online you're watching this, I'd ask you to put a comment in the space below so that we can get in contact with you, maybe a contact phone number, an email, whatever. Touch base with us here at Infuse Church, infusechurch.org.au. Get the message to us. We'll certainly get in touch with you and start to see you on your walk with Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your people today. Bless them, encourage them in the wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you, Father.